Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. That's you. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Um, let's see. Is there anything I haven't told you yet so far? Um, my two-year anniversary is coming up. That's nice. By the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be right around then. Spicy. Yeah. Um, June 22nd. Okay. Great day. Hey, I'm just saying I'm excited to celebrate love because... Love is wonderful. And as we've learned in Harry Potter, love is everything. Love is magical. It can do all kinds of stuff. Yes, I was super corny. Leave me alone. Is there anything happening with you? No. That we haven't talked about? No. How's work? It's okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. We're getting into that busy time for our companies, if we haven't already been there. And... It's crazy, which is weird that this is the time I'm going to go see my friend, but I have to. There is no other time. And we all know that medical residency programs, they're ridiculously crazy and notorious for basically leaving you with no time to yourself. So I'd rather just relax with my best friend for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about going to the Harry Potter store. Same. And I know Very you same. said you wanted to get a trunk. What else do you want to get other than the trunk and the wand? Um, all the chocolate frog cards. So many chocolate frogs and they're very expensive, but I don't care. Okay. They're $12 each. Oh, goodness. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. And it's, I think, $20 for one that's like a metal, in a metal container. Mm -hmm. Comes with two frogs and five cards. Yes. I think one for each founder and then one with Dumbledore. Ooh. And one of Dumbledore, rather. So five cards in that one. I could be wrong. It could be four and it could be the trio in Dumbledore, but I don't remember. I don't know. But I know so that, we'll the, find out. that the, the ones in the actual, like, like, paper cardboard container kind of thing. Those have the standard ones like Agrippa and stuff like that. Yeah. And Merlin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I actually cool. have the old ones in a binder. Ooh. I have Dumbledore's, I think. Just his. Snape. Or I think Snape. I'm not, I'm... Severus Snape. 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 Severus Snape. Dumbledore. It's not that one. At the bottom of everything right there. Ron Weasley. Sorry, I had to. You know you've watched it. Yeah, but it's kind of weird. Oh, everybody likes it. Sort of. That likes Harry Potter. They don't love it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people kind of sort of just like it. But everybody deep down likes it. And if you don't like it, let us know. Go, go, go read. I'm going to look for my binder really quick. No. It'll take two no, seconds. No, it won't take it's two seconds. It's in the same room. Y yes, it won't take two seconds. Give me 30 seconds. No. 30 seconds. No. You know what's frustrating me? What's up? What you're doing, number one, <laughs> that you're going to yes. do it anyway. Yes. And number two, yes. that not enough people know... That we're everywhere, and they should totally like, follow, and subscribe. Do it, do it, do it. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are hosted on Podbean, the podcast itself. But you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to your podcast on. 
Um, whether it's iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, you can totally listen to us there. Yeah. So do it. Like, follow, subscribe. Yay! Sorry, I found it, I found it, I found it. I found it. You are so annoying. And I say that with all of the not love in my heart. I showed it to you before, but yes. Yes, okay. it's Dumbledore. Yes. I see it. Oof. See, I told you it didn't take very long. It's a, what, a minute toss? Don't make a face. You're still making a face. Don't make a, you're making a face. Stop making a face. It's my face perpetually at you. Whatever, dude. You don't appreciate nothing? First of all, I appreciate a lot of things. Second of all, I don't appreciate you getting up in the middle of a podcast to find something. It was relevant. Well, was it really? A little. Or was it tangentially related to what we talked about briefly, but you wanted to make it a bigger thing? Are we going to talk about people who make things a bigger thing? Moving on. Oh. So. Mm. <laughs> That's my imitation of a horse, by the way. Um, in- interesting. Listen, I never said it was perfect. No? I only said that I was perfect. Okay, anyway. um, We are on chapter 30. Yes. Of Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire. This is our season four, episode 35. Yes, I remembered. <clears throat> the chapter, The Pensieve. Yes. But before we get into the current chapter, let's do a recap of the last chapter that was super small. Harry goes to divination. Has a nightmare. Very scary. Goes Dumbledore's office. Listens to casual racism. Complete. Yeah, pretty much. Brief and to the point. Okay. (laughs) Otherwise known as concise. (laughs) Professor Moody opens the door and invites Harry into the headmaster's office. Professor Dumbledore asks Harry to wait there while he, Cornelius Fudge, and Professor Moody survey where Mr. Crouch appeared and then disappeared. Alone in Dumbledore's office, Harry notices, by the way, this chapter has something that upsets me deeply, which is revisited in the next book and upsets me even more deeply. Hold on a second. So, when he walks in, Mm -hmm. they're talking about where, you know... Mr. Crouch, Barty Crouch having disappeared Mm -hmm. and he Harry feels it's pointless to pretend he hadn't overheard what they had just been talking about. He said yes, I didn't see Madame Maxine anywhere though and she'd have a uh, job hiding, wouldn't she? (laughs) Listen. She's a big woman. Slight microaggression from Harry. Yes. (laughs) But it's in her defense. And Dumbledore smiles at Harry Behind Fudge's back, his eyes twinkling. Yeah, yes, well, said Fudge, looking embarrassed. We're about to go for a short walk on the grounds, Harry, if you'll excuse excuse us. Perhaps if you just go back to your class. Caught in your casual racism by a teenager, embarrassed. And that's when Harry's like, I want to talk to Professor Professor Dumbledore. And Dumbledore's like, stay here. Yes. It's because Dumbledore, I think, realizes that Harry wants to tell him something, like, pretty important. And he's like, you know what? No, stay. We'll be right back. Yeah. Dumbledore's really good at that. Yes. Um, alone in Dumbledore's office, Harry notices a shimmering light. Well, Fox is there. I love Fox. Well, I mean, Fox is the best. Yeah. And he's in all his splendor because it's not a burning day. Yes. Magnificent. Yes. Inside a partially open cupboard is a stone bowl filled with an odd glittering substance. Can we just talk about the fact that while he's there, he sees all of the portraits of the old headmasters and headmistresses and they're just sleeping? I mean, that's their job. Pretend to be asleep until you're needed. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Peering into it, he sees a torch-lit stone room filled with tiny witches and wizards. 
He moves, he moves closer for a better view and is catapulted into the scene. Nobody in the room notices him, and Harry, seeing that apparently younger versions of Dumbledore and Moody are present, realizes he is inside a memory and settles down to watch. So we can, I could read this whole thing to you, mm-hmm. but it is like pages yeah. of stuff. And he's, so let's just talk about the fact that they're in, they're in the Ministry of Magic. Yes. We find out. They're in a courtroom. They're in a courtroom. And who's in the middle being questioned i want to say in the nicest way possible basically the person on trial Mm -hmm. we find out is igor karkarov bargaining for his freedom yes offering to identify death eaters so i want to read that part Mm -hmm. igor karkarov said a curt voice to harry's left Harry looked around and saw Mr. Crouch standing up in the middle of the bench beside him. Crouch's hair was dark. His face was much less lined. He looked fit and alert. You have been brought from Azkaban to present evidence to the Ministry of Magic. You have given us to understand that you have important information for us. Karkaroff straightened himself as best as he could, tightly bound to the chair. I have, sir, he said, and although his voice was very scared, Harry could still hear the familiar unctuous note in it. I wish to be of use to the ministry. I wish to help. I I know that the ministry is trying to, to round up the last of the Dark Lord's supporters. I am eager to assist in any way I can. There were murmurs around the bench. Some of the wizards and witches were surveying Karkaroff with interest, others with pronounced mistrust. Then Harry heard quite distinctly from Dumbledore's other side a familiar growling voice saying, Filth. And that's when we see it's Mad-Eye Moody, um, except he looks noticeably different. He did not have his magical eye yet. Um, And they were both looking distrustingly on Karkaroff. Like, I'm just summarizing that little bit. Uh, Crouch is going to let him out. Moody breathed quietly to Dumbledore. He's done a deal with him. Took me six months to track him down, and Crouch is going to let him go if he's got enough new names. Let's hear his information, I say, and throw him straight back to the Dementors. Dumbledore makes a face, and Moody goes, Oh, I forgot you you don't like Dementors. No, no, I don't. Um, yeah, and he says he believes that the Ministry is wrong to ally itself with such creatures. Yep. Anyway, uh, Karkaroff names Antonin Dolohov, mm-hmm. Evan Rosier, Travers, and Mulciber. Um, all have already been captured or killed. Karkaroff then claims that Augustus Rookwood, who works in the Department of Mysteries, so was passing he, information to Voldemort. So when he names Antonin Dalaha, mm-hmm. he says, I saw him torture countless muggles and non-supporters of the Dark Lord. Moody murmurs and helped him do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say we've already apprehended Dalahov. He was car- caught shortly after you. Crouch says that. And Karkaroff is like, indeed? His eyes widening. Of course his eyes are widening. He's losing leverage. Yep. So if he doesn't give good names, he's going back to Azkaban. And nobody wants to go back to Azkaban. I'm pretty sure the next one he names is, like, killed. Like, he was uh, killed in, in a confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. He named Rosier, Evan mm-hmm. Rosier. Rosier is dead. Yep. He was caught shortly after you were, too. He preferred to fight rather than come quietly and was killed in the struggle. Yep. So, like... He's again losing leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moody says, took a, bi- a bit of me with him, though. And Moody was indicating the large chunk out of his nose. It's like, dang, this is not an easy job to be and an horror. This is something that isn't um, brought up until the... N- n- no. 
two books from now, but it's not really a spoiler. It's that you cannot... Well, it's actually brought up in the last book. You can't use normal magic to heal wounds inflicted by dark magic. Yeah. Or curses. Yeah. Like You can't fix them. No. So he Which is why fix he his has nose. little he bits yeah. of himself missing. Yep. Um, so Karkaroff says, no, no more than Rosier deserved, with panic in his voice. <laughs> He's Owen too. He's like, bro, no, please. Yeah, and Crouch is like, any more? Yes, there was Travers. He helped murder the McKinnons. Mulsever, he specialized in the Imperious Curse, forced countless people to do horrific things. Rookwood, he was a spy and passed he who must not be named useful information from inside the ministry itself. And that one gets their attention. Yes, um, he, it, and Harry actually, it says, Harry could tell this time Karkaroff had struck gold. The watching crowd was all murmuring together. Rookwood, said Mr. Crouch. Augustus, Augustus Rookwood of the Department of Mysteries. Mysteries? Yes. Okay. Um, the very same, Karkaroff said eagerly, eagerly. I believe he used a network of well-placed wizards, both inside the ministry and out, to collect information. Uh, and Crouch says, but Travers and Mulsiver we have. Very well, Karkaroff. If that is all, you will be returned to Azkaban while we decide. Yep. No, not yet, cries Karkaroff. In desperation. Wait, I have more. In desperation, Karkaroff names Severus Snape as a Death Eater. Yes. And Dumbledore... Well, Crouch says, Snape hasn't been cleared by this council. He has been vouched for by Albus Dumbledore. No! Shouted Karkaroff. I assure you, Severus Snape is a Death Eater. And And Dumbledore interjects, saying that while Severus had been a Death Eater, he had turned double agent before Voldemort's downfall... And is no longer the Dark Lord's servant. Yeah. He is no more a Death Eater than I am or something like that. Yeah, that's what he says. He yeah. is now no more a Death Eater than I am. Yes. Um, Harry turned to look at Mad-Eye Moody. He was wearing a look of deep skepticism behind Dumbledore's back. Yeah, because Moody has spent his entire adult life hunting down Dark Wizards like Snape. And losing bits of himself yeah, to it. being wounded over and over and over. And to be told that one of those people is actually not a bad person. Like, how could he believe that? No. When experience tells Has him taught otherwise. him otherwise. Exactly. Yes. So, again, Crouch is like, very well, Karkaroff. You have been of assistance. I shall review your case. You will return to Azkaban in the meantime. Yes. Mr. Crouch's voice faded. Harry looked around and the dungeon was dissolving as though it were made of smoke. Everything was fading. He could see only his own body. All else was swirling darkness. Yes. Um, The room returns. Yes. With a lighter atmosphere. A younger Ludo Bagman is seated in the same seat as Karkaroff, but not chained. As he answers charges of aiding Death Eaters... Bagman claims he was unaware that Rookwood, a friend of Ludo's father, was working for Death Eaters and believed that he was collecting information for our side. He said, so Crouch actually asks him, we're about to to deliberate. Do you have anything to say in your behalf? And he says only, well, I know I've been a bit of an idiot. Um, One or two witches and their surrounding smile indulgently blah 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 you never spoke a truer word boy <laughs> someone muttered dryly to dumbledore behind harry moody boy. and again it's moody if i didn't know he'd always been dim i'd have said some of these bludgers had permanently affected his brain <laughs> that's terrible yep. um ludovic bagman you were caught passing information to lord Voldemort's supporters his name is Ludovic? Yeah. Okay. For this, I suggest a term of imprisonment in Azkaban lasting no less than... 
Um, and there's an outcry and he says, but I've told you, I had no idea, none at all. Old Rookwood was a friend of my dad's. Never crossed my mind he was in with you-know-who. I thought I was collecting information for our side, and Rookwood kept talking about getting me a job in the ministry later on. Once my Quidditch days are over, you know? I mean, I can't keep getting hit by bludgers for the rest of my life. True. Um, and, and Crouch says it will be put to a, vo- a vote. The jury will please raise their hands. Those in favor of imprisonment. Um, not one and, person raised their hands. And by the way, this is the full Wizengamot, which is like yes. the Supreme Court for the Wizarding World. Yes. Like. That's why, that's why Dumbledore is there, because he's part of the Wizengamot. Yep. We've talked about this previously mm-hmm. in other episodes that I mm-hmm. think were spoiler heavy. So if you missed that, then you missed that. And that's fine, because mm-hmm. you chose not to listen to those. But that's not a, a big thing. No, it's not. Yeah. So the judges vote to free back when they said no one raised their hands. Yeah. Though Moody and Crouch seem annoyed by the verdict. <clears throat> Again, they spent their adult lives chasing down dark wizards. And they, they don't see that. Do you know what they said? Hmm. When nobody voted for for oh imprisonment. yeah, we'd like to congratulate Mr. Bagman uh-huh. on his splendid performance for England in the Quidditch match against Turkey last Saturday. Yep. And Mr. Crouch spat at Dumbledore. Despicable. Rookwood get him a job indeed. The day Ludo Bagman joins us <laughs> will be a sad day indeed for the Ministry. And this also correlates to when Winky said that um, her master, was a bad guy. yeah, and her master dislikes him. Yeah. So that all lines up. That that's checked out. But now we have a lead into why Bagman could be helping Harry. Maybe, maybe is a thing. I think that's like. It's kind of a spoiler. It's no, it's helping us. It's like okay, it's giving us another. Maybe we can get two and two to equal four. Yeah, maybe. We we now have more targets of suspicion. Yes, we've known since the beginning that Karkarov is a Death Eater. Yes, and he happens to be at Hogwarts. What Snape? Who was acquitted of or cleared of being a Death Eater, but used to be a Death Eater before he turned to the other side. Mm -hmm. And now they're chummy. What is happening? But then we also find out that the person who's been trying to help Harry behind the scenes was also... Suspected of of being being in league with the Death Eaters. So that's... Like, how is Harry always surrounded by Death Eaters? Like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. He he just has the worst luck. Yeah. And this, by the way, this next trial is the one that, like, kills me. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Bring them in. Six Dementors entered this time, mm-hmm. flanking a, witch, a group of four people. A witch and three wizards are chained before Mr. Crouch mm-hmm. um, accuses them of torturing the orders Frank and Alice Longbottom to uncover Voldemort's whereabouts. Yeah, so here, so let me read it. I'm going to get emotional because it actually bothers me so much. You have been brought here before the Council of Magical Law so that we may pass judgment on you for a crime so heinous. Father, said the boy with the straw-colored hair, Father, please, that we have rarely heard the like of it within this court, said Crouch, speaking more loudly, drowning out his son's voice. We have heard the evidence against you. The four of you stand accused of capturing an Auror, Frank Longbottom, and subjecting him to the Cruciatus Curse, believing him to know knowledge of the present whereabouts of your exiled master, he who must not be named. Father, I didn't, shrieked the boy in chains below. I didn't, I swear it, Father, don't send me back to the Dementors. You are further accused, and he's bellowing at this time, of using the Cruciatus Curse on Frank Longbottom's wife when he would not give you information. 
You planned to restore he who must not be named to power and to resume the lives of violence you presumably led while he was strong. I now ask the jury, Mother! screamed the boy below, and the wispy little witch beside Crouch began to sob, rocking backward and forward. Mother, stop him, Mother! I didn't do it! It wasn't me! I now ask the jury, shouted Mr. Crouch, to raise their hands if they believe, as I do, that these crimes deserve a life sentence in Azkaban. Dang, life sentence. Not even like, deserves a stay in Azkaban, will determine how long. No, straight up life sentence. Which I understand, because they tortured individuals and torture is just never acceptable in any kind of way whatsoever in our world the regular world mm -hmm. of regular non-magical human beings so sad um torturing is considered a crime against humanity yeah it's considered a war crime like heads of state have been brought up in, in international court and sentenced to life in prison and other things for torturing for, for people. In, for also enabling other people to and, torture people. Yes. Like, if you were involved in any kind of way, go in jail. Like yeah. They're going to prison. Yeah, not jail. For, not like nice little fluffy jail where well, you're there. Not fluffy. Not nice, you know what I mean. But it's but less like, than, it's than less a stringent security and, yes. prison. Yes. Where you're going for life. Life. Yes. So, and if you recognize the name, the last name Longbottom, it's Frank and Alice who are Neville's parents. Yes. And as we know, Neville was raised by his grandmother, so... We don't know why, but, like, we, n we now have an extra piece to the puzzle that makes sense as to why they were... When they were in class doing the Cruciatus Curse. Well, I think that the the bit the most obvious thing to the the most obvious conclusion you can come to for this is that after they were tortured, they were murdered. Yes, which is why they're not in Neville's life. Ooh. Right, and it that would also help to explain his reaction where he was just not having that day in class. Yeah, where he saw the Cruciatus Curse and like was. Beside on the verge him. of a mental breakdown, yes. basically. Yes. So, see, torturing people has long-lasting effects, not just on those people. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, murder would be long-lasting. Yeah. Uh, but also their families. Like, I'm sure his grandma never thought that she was going to have to raise another kid. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he never would have imagined his parents wouldn't be around. Mm -hmm. As a baby, you know. So... After the sentence is passed. So, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. In unison, the witches and wizards along the right-hand side of the dungeon raised their hands. The crowd along the walls began to clap as it had for Bagman, their faces full of savage triumph. The boy began to scream, No! Mother, no! I didn't do it! I didn't do it! I didn't know! Don't send me there. Don't, Don't let, let him. him. The Dementors were gliding back into the room. The boy's three companions rose quietly from their seats. The woman with the heavy-lidded eyes looked up at Crouch and called, The Dark Lord will rise again. Crouch, throw us into Azkaban. We will wait. He will rise again and will come for us. He will reward us beyond any of his other supporters. We alone were faithful. We alone tried to find him. But the boy was trying to fight off the Dementors, even though Harry could see their cold, draining power starting to affect him. The crowd was jeering some of them at their feet as the woman swept out of the dungeon and the boy continued to struggle. I'm your son, he screamed up at Crouch. Oh I'm your son. You are no son of mine, bellowed Mr. Crouch his eyes bulging suddenly. I have no son. And the wispy witch beside him, his, his 
wife, presumably, mm-hmm. gave a great gasp and slumped into her seat. She had fainted. I have a question for you, then. Yes. If you had a child, mm-hmm. and the child was a great child, mm-hmm. straight A, all the way, all the way through college, mm-hmm. incredible future ahead of them, but then they murder someone. Where? What is your stance? And don't don't be politically correct. Be honest to yourself. There's no judgment because I know what my stance is. What's the situation? Did they murder someone in self-defense? Did they murder someone outright just to murder someone? What is the situation? Because that would change how I react. Um, that's a fair point. Yeah. That, that is also my, my answer is that question mm-hmm. is why. Yeah. If you killed someone just to kill someone, like, I'm sorry, you, I cannot help you. No, I still love you because you're my child, but you are not a decent human being. Like, like there's a problem there. And again, I cannot help you. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. If my child killed someone in self-defense... I will, there is nothing that will stop me to, from going to the ends of the world, if I have to, to help. Like, do you have proof? Like, what, what can we do yes. to prove that this was self-defense? Yeah. If it was for something materialistic, like, we go back towards the beginning. Yeah. Because if it's money, I have money. Yeah. You can't buy a human life. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. So, reasoning matters, for sure. I, yeah. I, I don't think I would house my child and, like, hide them away from the law. No. No matter, no no, matter no, no, the no, circumstance. No. But I would go with them as they're turning themselves in and be like, we have proof that this was self-defense. Like, hire the best lawyers, everything. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's my stance on it. Yeah. I mean... It's hard to. It's hard to know for sure because obviously we're I don't not in have that situation. Uh, yeah, I don't have a kid. We're not in this situation, but I've actually had like weird dreams where you killed somebody. And... <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Anyway, great. Um, I asked you those same questions. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What happened?" And in one of them, it was. A self-defense thing. Mm-hmm. And you showed me the proof. Like, you had text messages and this and that. And, like, I was like, okay, I'll help you out. And in another one, you were like, he looked at me weird. Yeah. He looked at me weird all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah. And in that one, I was like, policia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. Anywho. So I'm thinking that that's the way I would actually react Mm -hmm. if my subconscious did that. Yeah. But if I were in Crouch's shoes right now, I think he jumped at the chance to prove that he was like definitely... Hard on crime. Yeah, he was hard on crime by sending his own son. I'd been like, hell no. We're investig... I mean, I'm sure they did some investigating. There's no way they wouldn't have done investigating if they had the full... Well, no, because from what Sirius told us Mm -hmm. in a previous chapter... Mm -hmm. He was good on sending people to Azkaban without doing any trial or any research. Well, without a trial. So I would assume I that he's not big on research. I think there wasn't, because they have all four of them. They have all four that were part of it. Yeah. So there was investigating. So he has to have, like, some concrete evidence that his son did commit the crime. Was involved in or, some Or was way. involved to some capacity. Yeah, or this else he chair is be, not comfortable. Which is why I said you should use that one right there. But you're like, yeah, yeah, move it. Yeah, anyway, That one continue. has to go back downstairs anyway, so... Yeah, continue. <laughs> okay. I, I suffer for my art. I understand. So, I think that there is most likely some evidence that we're not being shown here that has convinced Crouch enough and to a send re- his son. Yeah, and there's a reason why we're not shown it. Because we're supposed to... No. Because we actually... Oh, this isn't a touchscreen. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, Sorry, my, my 
freaking $1,400 laptop that's not touchscreen. My mistake. Goodness. So we find out that um, that's when we hear Dumbledore say, um, I think, Harry, it is time to return to my office. And Harry is back. And, uh, Professor, I know I shouldn't have. I didn't mean to. The cabinet door was open. I quite understand. This is why we find out we don't know all the information. Because it's a pensive. And it's literally just a way for him to see his thoughts. But also, his thoughts would include any evidence presented at the trial because he's there at the trial. Yeah. I, what but I'm there saying, wasn't evidence presented. What I'm saying is that for the story itself to ha- let us decide who is right and who is wrong, they don't show evidence. We're supposed to decide if Crouch was too quick to convict his son or he's doing the right thing because of X reason. Yes. So we're the, we're the ones who have to decide morally which is right and which is wrong. And I agree with you, like, it does allow us the opportunity to figure out what we believe um, based on the evidence given to us Mm -hmm. and our own morals, but, like, that's still a crappy thing to do. Yeah. Especially since his wife fainted. Like, she wasn't just, oh, well, well, I guess it's fine. She fainted. Let's not even bring up her fainting. How emotional she got because, think about it logically, your child is facing life in prison. And your husband's like, I have no son. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever, go to prison then. You're wrong. You're evil. You're bad. Get the heck out of here. She doesn't have that image of her son. No. Because they're unaware of this side of him, if it's legitimate. She only knows her son, who's super smart. And obviously they have a good relationship. Yeah. And what, he's evil? How is she supposed to believe that? Even if you present the evidence, that is not her image of her son. That's not the one that she recognizes. That's not him. No. That can't be him. But he's going to be convicted all the same. Yeah. So as a parent, that has to be like... Like, crushing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which proves in her reaction. That's a very, I think, a very real reaction. Yes. And I'm not a parent, but I get it, kind of. No, I get it. I 100% get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we find out, you know, Pensieve helps him figure out his thoughts and stuff. And Dumbledore is like, let me show you. And this is when we see what happens. He draws his wand out of his robes and places the tip into his own silvery hair near his temple. Mm -hmm. And when he takes the wand away, um, it looks like hair is clinging to it, but it's not actually hair. It's a glistening strand of the same silvery white substance that was in the pensive. Mm -hmm. Um, he adds this fresh thought to the pensive, and Harry, astounded, saw his own face swimming around the surface of the bowl. And then? It's coming back. Karkaroff's too, stronger and clearer than ever. He sees his face turns and turn into Snape's, and that's yep. what he says. And then it's a connection that Dumbledore could have made without assistance. Yes. Um, Harry apologizes for snooping. Dumbledore responds that curiosity is not a sin, but it requires caution. Yes. Um, a teenage girl's image then arises from the pensive. It is Bertha Jorkins as she was at Hogwarts. She is complaining that a boy jinxed her because she reported him for kissing Florence behind the greenhouses. But why, Bertha? Why did you have to follow him in the first place? Bertha? Harry whispered. Is that, was that Bertha Jorkins? And Dumbledore was like, yep, that was Bertha, as I remember her at school. So that also shows another habit of Bertha, Bertha's, that she doesn't want to be told gossip. She wants to see in action, see things that are gossip-worthy in action, 
which is what Dumbledore is lamenting. Why did you have to follow him in the first place? Yeah. Um, Harry then recounts his dream, but is surprised that Dumbledore already knows about his scar hurting him that summer. Unknown to Harry, Dumbledore has been corresponding with Sirius. Dumbledore believes uh, Harry's dream was hardly ordinary and that Harry's scar hurts whenever Voldemort is nearby or feeling strong emotions. In the dream, Harry never saw Voldemort, only an armchair from behind, but there would be nothing to see. Old Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort still, shorts. Yeah, still lacks, Mr. Tom, um, <laughs> Voldemort still lacks a body. Dumbledore says Voldemort is growing stronger in his earlier accession. He's like, I can can only give you my suspicions. It's ascension. Yes. And he says, the years of Voldemort's ascent to power were marked with disappearances. Bertha Jorkins has vanished without a trace in the place where Voldemort was certainly known to be last. Mr. Crouch, too, has disappeared within these very grounds. And there was a third disappearance, one which the ministry, I regret to say, do not consider of any importance for it concerns a muggle. His name was Frank Bryce. He lived in the village where Voldemort's father grew up and he has not been seen since last August. You see, I read the muggle newspapers unlike most of my ministry friends. Mm-hmm. Hey. So Frank, we talked about Frank. But the thing is, is that take it from Harry's perspective. Harry, Harry we as the reader are given a scene of Frank and knowing his story of him. Harry saw it as a dream. But Harry didn't see all of that. He was in no. the parlor room. Yes. So all he saw was Voldemort talking to, hearing Nagini going, oh, there's a muggle outside. And Voldemort, why, why would Voldemort know his name? So Harry doesn't know his name. No. But he know, does know that a muggle man in his dream from the summer was killed. Yes. In late August. Hmm. Hmm. Please, Harry, can you put two and two together? Please. <laughs> Please, can you figure it out? Like, everybody's giving you all the clues. They're feeding you the clues. But they're, they're literally still, they're putting still, it into your brain. They're still a bit missing, though. And yes. he's still not sure who put his name in the goblet and why. Yes. So let's keep so going. He, there, there's a list of suspects. There's Karkaroff and Bagman. Yes. Because Bagman, as we know, is suspected of having aided the Death Eaters in the past. So why wouldn't he be helping them now? Hmm, shady. Shady. But also, that gives us insight into why um, Rita Skeeter said what she said to Hermione. I know things about Ludo, Ludo Bagman that would make your hair curl, not that you need it. Yeah. So, then Harry is like, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question, if that's okay. Oh, no. And Dumbledore says, yeah, what's up? Essentially. This. You know, you know the trial you found me in? The one with Crouch's son? Well, were they talking about Neville's parents? Dumbledore gave Harry a very sharp look. Has Neville never told you why he was brought up by his grandmother? He said. I was a little early. Uh, Harry shook his head wondering. We had to pause and cut it apart because she said this early. Yes. Um, Harry shook his head, wondering as he did so how he could have failed to ask Neville this in almost four years of knowing him. Well, because you don't want to be intrusive and you know... There has to be a story there. There has to be a story there. And somebody has to be willing to tell the story. Has Harry told everybody how the Dursleys treat him like crap and emotionally and probably physically abuse him? And besides his closest friends, has he told them about what the mentors do to him? Exactly. So he said, yes, they were talking about Neville's parents, said Dumbledore. His father, Frank, was an Auror, just like Professor Moody. He and his wife were tortured for information about Voldemort's whereabouts after he's lost his powers, as you heard. So they're dead, said Harry quietly. No, said Dumbledore, his voice full of bitterness Harry had never heard there before. They are insane. 
They are both in St. Mungo's Hospital for magical maladies and injuries. I, be I believe Neville visits them with his grandmother during the holidays. They do not recognize him. Harry sat there horror-struck. He had never known, never in four years bothered to find out. The Longbottoms were very popular, said Dumbledore. The attacks on them came after Voldemort's fall from power, just when everybody thought they were safe. Those attacks caused a wave of fury, such as I have never known. The Ministry was under great pressure to catch those who had done it. Unfortunately, the Longbottoms' evidence was, given their condition, none too reliable. Then Mr. Crouch's son might not have been involved? Dumbledore shook his head. As to that, I have no idea. Then he asks him about Ludo Bagman. Also, Ludo Bagman and Severus Snape have been uninvolved in anything dark since the, uh, the trials, and Dumbledore trusts Snape completely. Dumbledore requests that Harry say nothing about Neville's parents, not even to Ron or Hermione. That is Neville's story to tell. Finally, he wishes Harry luck in the third task. I don't know. Um, that that them being cur um, cursed into insanity, tortured, sorry, not cursed, it's worse. Tortured into insanity is like something that is very, like, it's not real because magic isn't, well, hmm. Torturing someone with magic into insanity isn't necessarily real, but um, I I well, have had a nightmare. It's not necessarily not real. That's why I said. Yeah. Why I said where it could it can literally there have been instances where people who are in war war torn countries are tortured so much. That their their psyches are fractured and they're never able to live a, a productive life per society standards. Well, th this is what I liken it to, and it's probably yeah. worse than what I'm going to liken it to. But I've had a nightmare scenario since I was a child, and thankfully, this is not going to happen. But something after learning about what Alzheimer's is struck me ever since I was a child, and it is: what if my parents have this? And at one point, they don't recognize me. Oh, yeah. That is a true nightmare scenario for me. And so, I'm, like, gonna cry. The idea that Neville's parents don't recognize him. And the fact that he has to visit them. And he doesn't have to, but he wants to. And you see... I can't say... No, 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 Just it's yet. fine. No, because it's what happens in the next book. Yes, yes, yes. Don't say it. So we, we, it's just hard. It's just one of those things. And, you know, it, it's terrible. Because I, I know mean, you have the same fear that I do. Or, or that you had it. I still, to this day, have it. Ma Mom has done the tests and stuff. She's fine. That's not who worries me. Dad? His memory is his, not what it used to be. It's always been a little little. Yes, monkey. but his memory is getting worse. And he himself is worried about that. So... He should go and do the test then. No, not like right at this moment worried yeah, about it, but he's always had it. I agree, but you know our father won't. Anyway, moving on. That's two... Too, too, real. Per, too real at the moment. At the moment We're going yeah. back to Harry Potter. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it. Yeah. For the chapter. Um, so, yeah, don't speak about it to anybody else. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's his story to tell. Mm -hmm. And Harry looked back. Dumbledore was standing uh, over the pensive, his face lit from beneath by its silvery spots of light, looking older than ever. He stared at Harry for a moment and then said, Good luck with the third task. I just like reading the last bit of the chapter. Yeah. It's this, this chapter, it's crazy. Lots and lots of information. Yeah. 
So you're too far away from the mic. Get closer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, I noticed that I was as well. So mm-hmm. not just you. It, I, I don't know. I kind of checked out there at the last second. Yes, I know. Okay, so um, that's kind of it. Um, we, we have suspects, uh, many suspects. We still have Cargraw on the table. Now we also have Ludo on the table. We also found out to Now, what Snape, extent. who has always been on the table, is for real on the yeah, table. Yeah, but Snape... He is... always thinks Snape is involved. But the thing is, is that... Snape before has been proven to not be a bad guy. And so we're led to believe that, hey, maybe again, he's not a bad guy. He's just a douche. But he is 100% he was a Death Eater. That's no longer like... That's not a suspicion anymore. That's a fact. It's a fact. And he switched allegiances... But at the last moment, at the last moment, but who's to say that he can't switch again? Who's to say that it was for real? Because Dumbledore says he trusts him, but Dumbledore can be wrong. He's human. Exactly. Um, Again, we also shown to what extent Barty Crouch Senior will go to to prove uh, his allegiance to. The wizarding world as a whole, I guess. And, like, he cold-blooded. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the chapter, everybody. We don't have anything nice and, and fun and fluffy to end it on. Um, that's just the end. And, I mean, <laughs> Dumbledore wished him luck on the la- on the third task. Is that a, you'll need it, or good luck because good luck? I mean, it's just a nice sentiment. Yeah, but is it? Are you, are you? I'm just saying, like. It's just a nice sentiment. It's just a nice sentiment. Okay. All right. I'll go with it. So that's it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Are you tired? I'm sad.